going back to the past to recharge yourself for the present and future self, it's a very important practice. That's why people journal. So you look back and you actually will reconnect to your old self. And it's so important because the moment you reconnect with your old self and you look yourself today, you'll just, you'll just clap or be proud if you keep on putting the work. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. All right, Balancers, today's guest is a recent friend of mine. You'll recall a couple of weeks ago in one of our goal setting episodes, I brought up the technique or the tool of a manifesto and I heard and I said that I'd heard it from a friend. This is the friend I was talking about. So I'm really excited to pick his brain a little more on some of the things that we've already had the opportunity to discuss together. But Mirko is someone who considers himself a pragmatic dreamer. He firmly believes that with determination and pragmatism, we can turn pipe dreams into a reality. I think a step that for so many of us, we feel we're lacking that guidance in. Over the past 12 years, he's assisted world-class organizations from tech to luxury sectors to cultivate and achieve their brand marketing and business objectives. And today he works in the marketing space in Web3, which is a really exciting space here in Dubai. So Mirko, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today and a big warm welcome. Oh, thanks so much, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Likewise. Now, for those listening, Mirko has a beautiful Italian accent. Uh, and actually, that was probably one of the ways we initially connected. Obviously, we have that common ground in, in the Web3 space. But I remember, I think it was after a few drinks on a boat, we got talking about tiramisu and ragu. And then, you know, I think the friendship just bloomed from there. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, but, but I remember one of the very first stories you shared with me was your journey from Italy, how you had these massive dreams and your life was just so different and you felt so far from the things you wanted. And I think it's a great place to start just with your story, how you've evolved and really just change your environment, because I think it's really inspiring for a lot of people who feel, I guess, just really far from a, a space or a reality that they want for themselves. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Well, look, I think it's really all about rewriting your story. For me, it's been specifically around rewriting my narrative. When I was 14 years old, I was confined in a dysfunctional family. I was basically taking belief system that didn't belong to me. So every day I would be putting down in my diary. So I think I started journaling at 14 years old. And every day I was like, okay, how can I get there? And my ultimate dream was to travel the world and inspire people with the power of storytelling by um, helping people to embrace also the power of technology. And, you know, what I do now is exactly that. I have the opportunity to go around the world and present in different countries and share my story and share how technology can connect each other and how to help people to avoid that from disconnecting us. 
So mm. how did I do that? It's just rewriting. Every day I was looking at my environment and I would basically just envision the things that I wanted. And every day I would say, well, what is that I can do today to create a better tomorrow? And day after day, effectively, nothing happened. So for like five years, nothing really happened. So I was living a very frustrated life until I got to 19 years old, where I left Sicily, where I'm originally from. And I basically took a one-way ticket to London. And I started washing uh, plates because I didn't have any good English. Uh, I didn't have any formal education except high school. And I said, well... Uh, I don't care. I'm working toward a dream. And I know that in order to get there, I just need to put the first steps one after another. So I do not believe that manifesting without actioning will get you somewhere. You got to mm. have to manifest, but you got to have to hop on the train, hop on the flight, uh, change Check the, the page. Take the action because otherwise you'll be, you know, you can't expect the life will just be there and say, well, manifest me something. No, it's mm-hmm. you taking the initiatives. And I'm sure that one point in life will basically acknowledge the fact that you're doing the best you can, whether it's life, whether it's the universe, whether it is, you know, God, it doesn't matter. There is someone there that'll guide you, but the first step starts from you. Mm, absolutely. Take me back. You said that when you were 14 and you, you, were, you were journaling every day and you were thinking about the life you wanted, that you had adopted belief systems that weren't yours. Can you just describe what that looked like and what maybe what you were feeling or what some of those beliefs were that you eventually had to, I'm assuming, break through and, and change and rewrite? Yeah, I think the um, when you're 14 years old or where you're younger, you're shaped by the environment around you. That very environment is something that is shaped by your parents. So uh, you can build your circle of friends, you can build your habits, but you know, you're still an explorer. You're exploring because you're still very young. Everything is new, you know, the first cigarette, the first swim, whatever you're doing in that range, everything is new. And effectively what I realized is that what I wanted was to rewrite my story. So my own uh, story life and narrative was all be about rewriting it. Why? Because what I had wasn't actually aligning what I want to be. And because of that, uh, every day I was journaling. That belief system that didn't belong to me was basically on the fact that my family was very dysfunctional, unfortunately. And every single day there would be something wrong and i'd rather live my life where i'm actually very appreciative for what i have and back then i was like well in this old thunderstorm or negativity what is the silver lining and the silver lining was my diary that diary <laughs> contained my dreams the dreams needed actions those actions came when i was 19 i moved to london and then I was dreaming exactly in the restaurant while I was washing plates and while I was ignored by the chef, which literally shouted at me one day that I was useless and there was no way in the world that I would become something. Just because I shared while I was washing plates there that one day I would have traveled the world, I would have inspired people. And the guy said, you're good at nothing. You can't barely speak a single word of English. Just you can barely wash the plates, just keep washing and shut it. And I was like, well, I appreciate that. Uh, However, if I keep washing for you, then effectively nothing is going to happen. You're right. 
I will be here bitter and I will just be frustrated. But if I make a change today, maybe something will happen. So I quit that day. I left my job. That's a great uh, resignation would... story. I love it. Oh, yeah. Look, I'd love to tell you that after that, I was already my dream job traveling the world. But effectively, I was, I moved from getting £4.95 an hour washing plates to £7 an hour making coffees. But, you know, that was the next step. And then mm-hmm. from there, I showed up to the Bullier Hotel uh, Trust and gym wear, got a job that changed my life. And then uh, slowly, slowly, I graduated for a first class degree in London. And then from there, basically everything took off. But yeah. what I think a lot to share with people is that when you feel the things are not going your way, I remember that when you look back at the room when I was 14 years old and nothing was going my way, I was still writing. I was still pushing myself to write, to dream, to ambition, and to put a list of action that would lead me there one day. So you got to have to be the first fan yourself. If you don't inspire yourself, you can't inspire anyone in life. And if you mm. feel that you cannot share, that is really no way that you can inspire people because there are so many people that just need a voice and you could be the voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I really admire your story and to think that you had that skill set or those tools at such a young age, um, especially, I mean, often women are very open with, you know, how they feel and, and, and this kind of stuff, tools like manifesting. And so as a young teenage male to have had these skills and this mindset, I just think is so profound. One thing that I take away from your story and that I think will resonate with a lot of people is sometimes what we do is we want to take the action, but we want to know where that's going to lead us. We want to take it with a bit of certainty. And more often than not, that staircase to get there. So for you, it was like to move overseas and to wash plates and to become a barista and slowly, slowly, you know, you, you worked your way onto the next. You never took that first job, you know, washing plates, knowing that the next one would be coffee and then the next one will be this and that. You didn't have that certainty, right? You just knew that this was in the direction of somewhere different and it was going to open up doors for you. So for people listening, who know they need to take the next step, but they're fearful because they're really uncertain about what that actually looks and feels like. Do you kind of have any advice that helped you just keep taking those steps? Was it a case of you being so clear on your destination that you just knew that one way or another you would get there? Or for you, was it, you know, did you not have any self-doubt? Like, I'm just curious to know what kind of pushed you to, to take the action consistently, you know, and be that resilient in the face of so much uncertainty. Oh, that's an awesome question. So let me um, wrap it by starting with the fact that I didn't want to go back at that stage of being someone that would wake up one day and say, I'm not good enough to make any steps in my life. Because there are so many people out there that think they're not good enough, they're not smart enough. Uh, they're not bright enough and effectively with yourself to say that right why are you saying that to yourself but there are so many people they look at you and they think that you are actually bright smart you're doing amazing things and you live in your own body don't believe that you can actually be the change that your body your mind and your life deserve so for me as i've really been about breaking down things in baby steps and asking myself what's the worst that can happen when I was washing dishes, I was dreaming to be a public speaker and travel over the world. When I was 
Boris, uh, I was dreaming to be a brand marketer and see my global advertising all over the world. But then, you know, things started to happen. I started to become more confident about myself. And even though so many people out there said, you're just a dreamer, I would rather be a dreamer, the dreams every day to turn those dreams into reality. They've been someone that just locks the dreams into their draw and think that they're not good enough to turn into reality. And that's basically why I define myself a pragmatic dreamer, because I know that I need to take steps in order to achieve my dreams. And if I don't, who else is going to be there to take these steps to achieve my dreams? No one. Mm. Start small, baby steps. But think about the fact that you are the only one that can change your life. There is no one there that will change your life in your behalf. Take that first step. You never know where it will lead you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good like reality check because so many times we think, oh, well, when my company or my boss promotes me, you know, then then I'll kind of progress. Or when this person, you know, asks me out, then I'll engage a relationship with them. Like so many times we leave the opportunities of what we want in the hands of other people. And it, it's kind of we wash our hands of the responsibility. But you're right, it is completely and utterly 100 percent on ourselves to make that change. And I think just exactly what you just said, like to overcome that that really daunting feeling of it being very overwhelming. Because often when we have these goals that are dreams, they're so far from our reality now. So for us to actually connect with them feels a little bit sometimes, I don't know, it's just hard to do, right? When it's when it's a reality that's so outside of what you've got now. But I think if you take those baby steps and like you, you, you were saying before, like you journaled every day for five years and nothing happened. Well, it could be that you needed to do those five years in order for whatever happened at 19 to happen, for you to have that strong belief system, for you to actually have taken that action. So everything kind of has, when we zoom out, a role to play in the in the bigger scheme of things. Um, but since we, I guess, got on the topic of the manifesto when I met you, and it's something I've since shared with the balancers, I just wanted to know, I mean, I'll get you to recap what the manifesto is, just in case anyone hasn't heard me talk about it on previous episodes. But also, if there are any other techniques like that, that you've used in order to realize and, I guess, map out your goals. Yeah, great. So let's start with a couple of techniques. So first of all, I read a very interesting research that said that we have every day around 70,000 thoughts, right? So that means our mind is processing so many different things. However, there's we spend so much time processing and sometimes we forget where we're going. So a great technique that for me has been life-changing is to look back. So I usually journal and I look back, let's say, my year recap from 2017. In 2017, I had all these objectives that at the time seemed absolutely impossible. Fast forward in 2020, a lot of these objectives, dreams, let's call it, turn into reality. So going back to the past to recharge yourself for the present and future self, it's a very important practice. That's why people journal. So you look back and you actually will reconnect to your old self. And it's so important because... The moment you reconnect with your old self and you look yourself today, you'll just you'll just clap or be proud if you keep on putting the work. Yeah, it's one of those things where we we just look forward so much that we forget that one year ago we were dreaming of being in the position that we're in today in so many ways. Do you know what I mean? We forget to do that. We're not it's not um in our nature. We're always looking ahead and we're never just being present in the moment of how far we've come. 
totally. I, I would definitely, when I was living in Australia, I would spend my evening till uh, overlooking the beautiful Queen's Park, which is right next to Centennial Park. And I would just be there and uh, I would just look back and read my diary. And I would say like, okay, well, look, I was actually dreaming about going to Australia when I was 25. Now I'm 28. I'm here reading this from this incredible country. So that's definitely something for people to take away. You know, make sure that you just write piece of information because once you look back, you will be much more powerful and empowered to move forward. Uh, yeah, second thing too. there is connecting with nature is so important. This is probably one of the things I miss the most here in Dubai. And Centennial Park, I used to walk. And that is one thing that helped me a lot. I used to record my thoughts. So I used to basically reflect on, let's say, the month of my life. And I would be recording the key moments, my milestones, and I would even write down in a folder that I have on Notion when I have key moments of my life. And I have a date and a key moment. And the same thing I'll do with my recording. Why? Because in a moment I feel completely disconnected, sad, terribly hurted for some reason, I would go back to that recording, or maybe we walk in Centennial Park, up being very, very grateful and appreciative about lives. So make sure that you record a moment that makes you alive because this will be your safe. This will be your golden mm-hmm. moments when, when you are absolutely dragged down, you go back and you say, wow, that's myself. You know how many times I didn't recognize that the person there motivating was myself when I was yeah. completely at the bottom, uh, but that helped me so much. Um, That's an amazing so technique. I, I actually am going to try that. Like in a moment where I'm, you know, when you just get that buzz and you're on a roll and you've had just such a great week and everything's in flow, like that's the moment, pull out the recorder, just, you know, like voice memo, how proud you are of yourself, what's going on in your life. Because then when you have that day and you wake up and the self-doubt's creeping up or you have that fear about trying something new, you can listen back to that. I really, really love that technique. This is the first time someone's shared it on the podcast, I, but I'm thinking, wow, how powerful that's actually going to be in practice so thanks for sharing that one that's awesome look i feel that when i wake up in the morning i listen to sometime motivational podcasts or mindset podcasts to get ready for the day but sometime imagine if you can listen to yourself motivating yourself and giving you the right guidance to Mm -hmm. get ready for the day or get ready for the week or get over the self-doubts that's your voice you know, it's not going to be yeah. someone talking about, yes, wake up from bed, go. No, that's you. That's your tone of voice. That's your fears. That's your ambition. That's your dreams coming to life. So definitely something to recommend. I started doing 17. I used to do it almost every day when I was in Australia during COVID. Now I do it once a month. So I'll do a recap on my month mm-hmm. uh, with my awesome. ISI and my lowest lows. Awesome. So that's the second technique. Did you have a third or are we ready to dive into the manifesto? I do have a third, which is, oh, actually a third is really connected to the manifesto, right? So we can kind of segue to that. So I realize that being like everyone else, very busy, I look at the down moment during my day. All right. So one of the main down moments during my day is when I got to the toilet. So mm-hmm. when I got do to the toilet. Do you mean when you say was, down when you say down moment, do you mean just like quiet time? Yeah, quiet time. Right. So sure. moments that I'm not, you know, listening to headphones or let's say I'm going to the toilet. 
right? And next to my mirror, I have basically, I have two things right there. So the first one is my manifesto. And uh, the second one is 22 things that strong people do every day, like a list. So I will have my manifesto, which is a list of my values. Um, those are so important because if I said that one of my value is being humble, like my mom, like my sweet mom taught me to be, and then I go out and let's say I don't say thanks to the taxi driver, then that means I'm not really reciting my values. Why I'm mm. not reciting my values? Just because they're not there every day. What if I find a place, whether it's the mirror, whether it's um, whatever you want, where you can just, while you're doing something else, just read it. I do it mm-hmm. in the toilet while I'm getting ready. I have it there. I'm not doing anything. I'm not on a call. I'm not on a podcast. And I'm just read it. And what is happening is that that is the power of unconscious mind. Unconscious mind is when you're actually doing something, but while you're reading, that something will stuck with you. Uh, mm, and that's kind of a way to work very well. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I was even thinking um, if people can't think of those down downtime throughout the day, you could even make it a practice to do the second you wake up or just before you go to bed, just like when you're really unwinding or just slowly starting your day, like just to kind of end or start on that note would be a great idea. I love the list, the the 22 things that strong people do or, or motivated people do every day, successful. Uh, yeah, successful people, a strong mindset. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. It kind people. of yeah, aligns you with, I guess, where you want to go. A little bit on the manifesto side, can you just share, I guess, what you put into a manifesto, how you go about writing it and how often you update it and i guess why you do it too i mean i know why but just to re- reiterate it with everyone listening so i mean there are two things of the manifesto so the first one is write down your values right write down what you stand for why you do what you do every day because uh, that will help you to become a better person just overall the second thing is actually go on the manifesto deep dive so the manifesto uh, is something that it's a practice that i like to define life book Effectively, it's something that I mm-hmm. learned through Mindballet. And this life book basically has been something that I, I would say, crafted while I was during the COVID. Uh, I was in Sydney during the quarantine. I was like, what can I do to make my life better? And I was like, well, what if I will break down each single pillar of my life in 12 chapters? And I will basically envision and break down each single pillar into sub-pillars. So let's say career, okay? So career or family, whatever you want. So career, okay, what do I want in career? So let's start with a premise. What is my premise for my career? Now, what is my mission for my career? Mm-hmm. Now, what is my vision for my career? And last, so premise, mission. Vision and Vision, strategy. So strategy. what I did mm. is I broke down the 12 chapters of my life, family, emotional intelligence, characters, finances, career, basically the most important ones. And I went down on breaking down in baby steps, really baby steps, wow. very achievable, very smart. And I put a strategy for each single one. And Mm -hmm. what I do now is I put together the book, I compiled it, I have on my Google Docs and uh, basically once every, let's say once every three months, because now it's there, 
uh, I go back to it and I look at it and I read it. And basically, you find so many different iterations. You'll find the ones of 2020. And then let's say if I have something to add, I'll put it there. I'll put a date next to it. Let's say the, or one of my mission uh, in 2020 was to, let's say, be in 10 different public speaking events. And I was like, oh, 10, that's a lot. It's never going to happen. And now in 2023, it's like, you know, hundreds public speaking events. So by having trackability of your missions or your goals or your vision or your premise or your strategy. So again, recapping premises, premise is the first one that will go into vision, mission and strategy. You can keep track of your life. And, you know, if you look at any successful person out there, the ones that they know that they are actually successful are the ones that keep in track of their success. But Mm. most important of all, they keep in track of the failures. So that's definitely something to take away. Keep track of your success. Even more important, keep track of your failures. Um, Mm. So this has been kind of my manifesto slash life book. Uh, And for me, it's been my compass through life. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I think as well, like a lot of the time when, I mean, I have so many conversations with people listening to the podcast right now and, and they always say to me things like, you know, I, I want to have a hobby. I want to have something else to do, but I don't know what. I think if you go to do a project like this, like a life book, or even just breaking down the areas of your life into those four categories, then you start to get small actionable steps off the back of each of them, right? Like, so if it's something for your finances, it might be that you need to learn something or tidy something up and you end up walking away with all these small steps and things you can always do to be growing in each of the areas of your life. And so rather than filling your time with just saying yes to other people or doing things that are like autonomous habits that, you know, you just got to break the cycle of, you can actually start being really proactive and doing things that are conducive to where you want to go and more importantly, who you want to be. But mapping it out is and getting that clarity is, is critical. Um, and I would even say, I mean, this just sounds like a very detailed, like a, like maybe four steps more than what we do to establish life balance. I mean, we've got a very simplified version in terms of we've got health relationships and your fulfillment. But, you know, if you spread that out across 12 areas, you can get very granular and especially maybe even like work on things that you specifically want to target. So I think that's um, a really incredible suggestion and I mean not the only one you've shared today you've you've given me some great ideas I really love the the voice recording one because I think if you can hear yourself and connect to the energy of yourself in a moment where you were thriving and on on a roll and just felt alive that really does something to you in the present you know looking back and seeing your accomplishments it, it does something to you in the present so all these things are really important to creating that balance now within ourselves it's strengthening that bond that connection to ourselves but yeah i really love everything you shared and and i'm really grateful that you've been able to come on the show i'm well firstly i'm grateful that we met in the first place um and kind of had had i guess these kind of deep conversations very early on i mean i don't know about you but it's not often that you meet people and straight away you're kind of deep diving into, you know, what's your manifesto, what's your goals for the year? Like it, it's a very unique type of conversation. So, I mean, me, you and Anj, we just sat down and it, it kind of flowed naturally. So I'm glad we got there because now we've been able to make it here. But um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And for everyone listening, if they want to follow along your journey and see you smash your manifesto 2023 goals, Where's the best place I can do? I know you're super active online. So tell me where's best and I'll pop links in in the show notes to wherever you want below. 
yeah, so Instagram, uh, uh, I'm there, Mirko with a K, M-I-R-K-O, and then basically dash M-A-C, lower dash. And then on uh, LinkedIn, you'll find me instead on the Web Free World. That would be my first name and surname. I'm not going to spell it, otherwise it's going to be here all day. But That's okay. That's all right. Down. We'll put the links. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll put the links. Well, Mirko, thank you so, so much. Um, I, I'm really excited that, that we've met and I can see, I guess, where your future is going this year and what you continue to grow. Um, and thank you so much for coming on the show and, and downloading your tips with everyone today. Uh, thanks for having me and have an amazing day, everyone. Amazing week, amazing <laughs> year at.